say that'd be a blessing and a help to you. Uh, I would like for if I can find him, where is Russell Broussard? He prayed for me for 12 and a half years, uh, many a time before I preached, and I would like for you to do that again. Yes, please. Amen. Thank you. Uh, several years ago, the Discovery Channel featured a mini-series. It was a documentary on the Navy SEALs. And the name of that series was Bud's Class 234. And it, Bud stands for Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training. And that lasts about six months, and it includes the infamous Hell Week that all future Navy SEALs must endure. Now, in case you have never really thought about it or don't know much about the Navy SEALs, they are considered the best of the best. And uh, if you're in some kind of other special forces here and you're, we're, we're not a Navy SEAL, you may not agree with that, but most Navy SEALs would say that. And um, obviously looking at me, I don't have anything to say one way or the other. Um, but Navy SEALs go through uh, two years of training that is virtually incomparable. There is an 80% attrition rate in BUDS. And I've had the pleasure of meeting two former Navy SEALs. Two things I'll say about both of these men. Number one, they were both saved. And number two, they were both a little bit different. <laughs> now last month, I had the privilege to preach a revival at Brother Aaron Hunter's church. Bible Believers Baptist Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And Brother Aaron took us to Fort Pierce, Florida, and we went to see the Navy SEAL Museum. And while I was there, the Lord began to stir in my heart about this particular message that I'm preaching to you this morning. And I was reminded of something. that It came back to my memory while I was in that museum some 20 years ago, plus 20-plus years ago, when I was watching that documentary. And the thing that was shocking to me is what one of those Navy SEAL instructors said when they were interviewing him. And this is what he said. He said, you can't call it. And what he meant was that even after all those years of training Navy SEALs, he said he had no idea who would actually complete the training and who wouldn't. He said you couldn't call it. And he was a man that had done it for uh, many years of his life. And uh, he said, you just basically have no idea who's going to quit and who's going to finish and complete the training. And as I began to watch that miniseries, I understood what the fellow was saying. I would watch, and they would come with the camera and interview different people that was in it. And I realized when the camera's there, you're not going to get the whole truth. And you and I realize that too, in, in any type of documentary or something that you have. But I watched these men, <clears throat> and they began to struggle. And, uh, and this is what I say when I was watching this miniseries, this documentary. I say, that fellow right there, he's never going to make it. And you know what would happen? He'd just hang in there and he did. And then I'd be watching some other fella and he's just killing him. And just out of the blue, he would go up and ring that bell three times and say, I quit. Now hopefully you know where I'm going this morning. 
Over the years, I've seen that among preachers, and I've seen it among Christians. And I'm here to tell you that I'm not just concerned about other people. I'm concerned about me this morning. And I want you to be concerned about you. And here's the truth that I found out. You can't call it. Another man can't call it, and you can't even call it about yourself because the state of mind and the state of spirit that you may be in this morning, you may be something very different this time next year. Now, I thought about four things when I was thinking about these, this miniseries that I saw so many years ago. And I thought of four things that caused these men to quit. And I thought that could be possibly some of the things that would cause us to quit. And what I am concerned about very much this morning in my life and in your life is persistent dedication. And that's why the title of this message this morning is Dedicated to the End. I want to finish my race. I want to be dedicated to the end. And I saw some things that jumped out at me, and some of them is going to be repetitive of what you've heard other men preach here this week. But I think it's all going to go together, and hopefully it'll be helpful for you. Now, number one, I want to say this in watching, these, watching this miniseries and learn from this. This is what I got out of it. Everybody cannot be a Navy SEAL. Only a few men in this world have what it takes to be a Navy SEAL. You've got to be born with something different. All the training in the world is not going to transform most men into a Navy SEAL. They come here with a unique mentality, and they have a much better than average physical ability. Now, listen, I was in the National Guard when I was 17 years old. I went and I did uh, basic training in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And uh, back then, I was in pretty good shape, and I'd been shooting guns all my life, and I had no trouble with an M16. I, ha I, could, already, I could already do all the push-ups and sit-ups to graduate before I ever went into the thing. Um, I... When I came back my senior year, I ran a mile in 545. I know it's hard to believe right now, but I did run. Now, that's nothing compared to Ross Wilson, a state champion over there. But 545, you're not walking when you're running. And uh, I was in good shape, and I, had, and I had grew up in a family where I heard a lot of screaming and hollering and cussing, and I had to take a lot of orders. So I was all right with the military. It didn't bother me. And I probably could have been more than what I was. I probably could have been a little bit better soldier, but I can tell you one thing. I could have never been a Navy SEAL. <laughs> I didn't have what it takes to be a Navy SEAL. And many people quit because they're, and this has already been stated, but I watched this. Many people quit because they're trying to do something or be somebody that God never called them or equipped them to be or to do. And again, I'm not referring to injuries or people being recycled into the program. I'm talking about a fellow getting to a point in the training where he says, I quit. And let me tell you something, church, the best way for us to burn out and to fall out and then get out is to try out for something God never called you or equipped you to do. And I will further say this this morning, if he didn't call you to do it, he has no responsibility to enable you and sustain you to do it. No responsibility. All right, number two, this is the next thing I noticed in that documentary. I noticed that water training seemed to be the biggest obstacle. And that's when many fail or quit. And a big part of what the SEALs do, obviously, <laughs> is in the water. And uh, they would panic and they would have fear and they would feel the most danger. 
and, um, and they would have some panic. And I know I've had panic. Any of you in here ever had a panic attack? Well, it's a lovely thing to have. <clears throat> and a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians are afraid of failure. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of consequences and reproach that one bears for doing right. And I know that. I know how you've heard my, some, many of you have heard my message on fear. I've told you what I've struggled with. You understand that. But listen, folks, fear will absolutely destroy you. And the thing that I've said about fear for years, and I'll say it again, you never stay the same with fear. With fear. Either you do something about it and you battle it and you begin to get better or you will get worse. And the most selfish people in the world are people that are controlled by fear. And that's the one thing that had me go to God and say, God, you've got to help me to overcome mine. And I noticed when I was watching this series that the instructor oftentimes would get in the pool with these candidates and he would take the breathing apparatus out of their mouth and he would push them in the water and they would be without oxygen and they were trying to come up and breathe and he'd push them back down and he'd keep them down there to the point where they couldn't take it anymore and they would get scared and they'd say, I quit. And I wonder sometimes if our instructor, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, for our good just says, no, you need to go down some more and pushes us down and keeps us to a point where we have no more air. And then we say, I've had enough of this. You're not manipulating me. And then give in to our fear and then quit. Uh, I notice also the number three that many people quit because they were tired of being miserable. That's actually what they said. Uh, most men who voluntarily drop out of the budge program say that they quit because they're tired of constantly being wet, cold, and miserable. They come to a point where the suffering isn't worth being a seal anymore. They get fed up. They hit a wall. Something happens. They decide not to push through any longer. I may be speaking to a pastor or a preacher here to, this morning. You're tired of the fight. You're tired of the complacency. You're tired of the nonsense. You're tired of not being appreciated. Maybe you're tired of not having any money. Maybe you're tired of, of uh, lack of results. Maybe a Christian here, you're tired of struggling. The more you try to live for God, the more things go to pieces. You're tired of the fussing and the fighting and the criticism of family and friends. You're just tired of it. I guarantee in a room this size, in an auditorium with this many people, there's somebody that's you're just tired. And number four, I noticed this, that they had never been pushed this hard before. You know the men that strive to be a Navy SEAL are elite men. Listen to me. They are elite men until they enlist in buds. But whatever they have accomplished, whatever they have achieved, whatever they have endured, it will not come close to what they're going to face in the next two years of their life. And they have a saying, we saw it in that museum when we were there, it said the only easy day was yesterday. <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. And some of you have never been pushed or hit as hard as you have maybe here lately. You took a good punch in the gut. I can say that after 30 years of pastoring, I just recently took the hardest punch in the gut I've ever taken in the ministry. I like what Mike Tyson said. Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Isn't that very true? <laughs> Listen, do you know what I found out about getting punched in the mouth? 
The day of adversity will reveal your true character. The day of adversity will, will uh, reveal uh, chinks in your armor. It will bring unknown weakness to light. You will discover things about yourself that you did not know were there. That's exactly what happened to me. And the Lord uh, told me that I needed to focus on myself in this thing, not anybody else, what anybody else had said or done. He was revealing in me weaknesses that needed to be exposed. So here's the exhortation for you, church. I want to give a response to each of these four reasons that many fell in the bud straining and many drop out of the Christian race. First of all, I said everyone cannot be a Navy SEAL. And that is true. And so what you ought to do is just be the soldier that God wants you to be and be satisfied with that because God is. We need soldiers from all branches of the service. And preacher, do what God has called you to do and forget about the few Navy SEALs that you know. If you know any, you know very few. They have their own problems. Do you realize that the, that the divorce rate among the Navy SEALs is 90%? Not to mention problems they have with substance abuse. I heard it said before, be yourself. No one else is better qualified. Everyone can't be a Navy SEAL, but you can be what God wants you to be. Number two, I told you that water training seems to be the biggest obstacle because of fear. I am reminded of the words of Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> when Daniel's on the mat and he's losing and he's hurting and he's scared and Mr. Miyagi gets down on his hands and knees and sticks his face in Danielson's face and he says something that I'll never forget. Movie or not, it's still a good quote. He said this, he said, okay to lose to opponent, must not lose to fear. You can't lose to fear. And that Bible says that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We can be assured in that. I also like to quote the I've tried to live by, and I don't always live by, but I try to live by this quote Dr. Charles Stanley made. Dr. Charles Stanley said, Obey God and leave the consequences up to Him. That's a good way to live your life. Number three, we're tired of being miserable. <laughs> and we get tired in the work, but let us not be tired of the work, saints. And listen to me, and listen to me very carefully. Only fellowship with God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and a heavenly perspective of suffering is all that will keep you going when you're tired and miserable and ready to quit. And if you don't do it, first of all, because you love the Lord Jesus Christ, there will come a day when you will no longer do it. Let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And then this... Never been pushed this hard before. Never been pushed this hard before. Everyone here is going to one day experience a trial, a problem, some suffering, and temptation unlike you've ever experienced. And you'll have to trust God to get you through it. But you can. And you'll be tempted to take the easy way out. Men that enter the Navy SEAL buds are overachievers. And they have a no-quit attitude in their life. 
And I've heard them say when they would uh, interview these men and put the camera in their face, they would say some confident, even prideful things all the way up until the moment that they rung that bell and said, I quit. And you and I can definitely be the same, but I want to give you this admonition. Jesus Christ, in the Bible, through Paul the Apostle, said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now, either you believe it or you don't. And that's not a verse that a, that a heavyweight boxer puts on his robe to go out and knock somebody out for t uh, $10 million. That's nonsense. That's a verse telling you that you can do exactly what God wants you to do. Not for worldly gain, but for his pleasure. At the end, when the SEAL's training is complete, the graduate rings the bell one time. Don't you know that every Navy, Navy SEAL that rung that bell once was sure glad that he didn't quit and ring it three times? And I want you to listen to me, dear Christian and pastor and preacher. People are dropping out left and right. People that were once dedicated. Are you going to be a casualty or a conqueror? I hope you'll be a conqueror. I purposely left my text right here at the end of my message. My text was John 6. 6 6 John 6 66 from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with them and then John 6 67 they said then said Jesus unto the 12 will ye also go away now that's John chapter 6 is Jesus Christ bread of life dissertation and he says some things they didn't understand he's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood and they didn't understand that and do you know why so many of them quit it tells you in verse number 60 they quit because they said this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Yes, it would be hard. Now, you and I understand it, but I don't, I don't, know, I, I don't blame them for balking at that. You say, well, he explained it. It was something spiritual. Yeah, man, but we see that from years of study. We weren't right there in the moment. But you know what they did? Listen, if they would have just hung around long enough to walk with Jesus a little bit more and give them time to explain it and show them some things, it would have made perfect sense to them. But when it got hard, they quit. And they never made it. And it's sad. But you know, church, I have good news for you this morning. We have an advantage over the Navy SEAL. We have someone running the course alongside of us. We have someone in the pool and in the sea enabling and encouraging us when we get wet and tired and cold. We have someone helping us carry old misery the 200-pound log that the Navy SEALs have to carry during training. When Christ is all that we have, He truly is all that we need. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Some of you were saved and perhaps dedicated yourselves to God a long time ago, and that's great. You know, I'm a from the Southern Baptist background. I'm licensed, ordained, educated, married, and if my wife does what I tell her to do, I'm gonna be buried <laughs> in a Southern Baptist graveyard. There'll be one Bible believer buried out there, amen. <laughs> and we have, we have a thing among Southern Baptists called rededicating your life. Now, if you're from a Southern Baptist background, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I first become a Bible believer, I was arrogant like most of you that do that. And I began to make fun of the Southern Baptists about their rededication. And I'd say, bless God, what they need is repentance. 
Well, yeah, I think repentance ought to come before rededication. But I'm going to tell you something. We need rededication. And I think it was a great thing among the Southern Baptists to say, hey, you might be saved here today, but you might need to rededicate your life. You rededicate so you'll stay dedicated. I think maybe today would be a good day for many of us just to rededicate our lives. You know what I'm asking you to do here as I close? I'm asking you to tell the Lord that you want to stay dedicated. And tell him, say, Lord, I want to finish well. And then tell him, say, Lord, sometimes I'm afraid that I won't finish well. Tell the Lord that you're trusting him and him alone to keep you from ringing that bell. And look in your heavenly instructor in the eyes one day and say, and I quit. There was one more sign I saw in the museum before we left. My wife took a picture of it on her phone. It said, be strong when you're weak, be brave when you're scared, and be humble when you're victorious. May God help us to dedicate and stay dedicated to the very end. That's my prayer.